On today's episode, we're gonna talk about the importance of giving and how you need to think more about what your customers want. We're gonna talk about how magic can relate to your business and stay tuned till the end. You get to watch the first ever magic trick from yours truly with the Blind Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's go. This is the Blind Entrepreneur Podcast where we help entrepreneurs and business professionals execute their vision by guiding them to profitability. Today we have Michael Scanzello. He's the owner of Amazing Moments Agency, which is an entertainment agency that does company and family events involving fun and entertainment. Michael is also an incredible magician that I've seen firsthand. Uh, he's also a speaker where his main focus is to help business professionals communicate better so your customers can understand the full value of what your business offers. Michael, how's your day going? Oh, it's going great, Jonathan. I actually got the wife to help get the baby off to daycare. That was awesome because usually I'm doing that job. <sighs> I told her we were doing the podcast today, so she's like, I'll help out. So it was nice. awesome. I got a little break in the morning, got to sleep in. Very good, very good. And she's an incredible <laughs> person. So shout out to Alona, yes. who's uh, probably listening and watching and, and hopefully showing all of her friends this awesome podcast. So And she's uh, an awesome artist, too. That's her artwork yes, in the background there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Props to that. I need I need something back here because this. <laughs> oh. This TV thing's not cutting it, but uh, anyways, before we get into the heavy hitting questions of, of your life and your story and everything else like that, but we, we have to start the podcast off the same way we do every single time, and that's with an icebreaker. So okay. imagine you just had the absolute best day of your life. Where are you going to eat, and what are you going to order in order to make your day complete? Where am I going to eat? What am I going to order? Ooh, that's a tough question. I kind of like mixing it up. I say one of the places I love to eat at is Bahama Breeze at the Cherry Home Mall because they have the atmosphere that is amazing there. It's like you're in the islands. All of a sudden, you're in the Bahamas, and you just walked like, you know, from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. You took a couple steps, and boom, you're in the Bahamas. There's a guy playing kettle drums in the background. They have these crazy drinks with all these different colors and layers of margarita and uh, the island food with all the flavors in it. So that's nice. where I would eat. Good stuff. I love that. That's a good answer. <laughs> Hopefully, Bahama Breeze is listening. Maybe they can give us a <laughs> shout out and the free meal. You know, who knows? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Michael, without further ado, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Who are you, and what is your story? Okay, so I'm a professional magician and and speaker, trying to help businesses out with some challenges I had in the beginning with you know, getting your first 100 customers. So we'll talk about that later. And my story, I started out. I was actually a really shy, quiet kid. I was afraid to talk to people, even just a regular situation. You introduce you know, somebody like, oh, hey, hi. Say hi to your aunt. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I didn't make friends at school. I was Even when I would see somebody I knew from school that I may have talked with in school, I felt weird if I saw them out at the store, at Kmart or something. I'd be like afraid to talk to them. I think just that fear of rejection that we all have. And it kind of consumed me, but it also, I, I appreciated magic. Maybe because I kind of felt like I wanted to do something that seemed impossible. So that kind of idea... Um, there was a funny little quick story. I was in middle school and there was this computer program that would help you do a virtual lemonade stand and you can set up posters and advertise and all this stuff. This one guy, Donald was the really smart kid in class and he had this perfect formula. So he would you know, earn the most money possible in this computer program. And I was like, really? That's like, that's all you can do. That's the most Like you figured it out. So I tweaked the little numbers and tweaked how many posters I did and all this and that. And I actually had one day in the virtual lemonade stand where I earned more money than him. So I was like, boom. <laughs> and that's always kind of been, I guess, a theme in my life that I always, when people say you can't do something or, yeah, that can't be done, 
I'm always kind of like, really? There's not some way to do it? So I guess that's the magician kind of inspiration in me to always want to do something that seems impossible. Yeah, so I, I want to um, ask you know, two, two questions, um, mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure they're going to be relatively long-winded. So I want to start with <laughs> the, the magician side first. Um, okay. you know, how, what was your introduction to magic and why is it something that is so important to you? What has it taught you throughout your, your life and your business? Uh, there was a little bit of a breakup there. I missed a few words you were saying. Oh, sure. So, um, magic, how did you find magic okay. and, uh, how are you able to translate magic into your business and day-to-day -day life? Oh, yeah, no. Great question, Jonathan. I found magic. I... The first thing I can remember is I saw David Copperfield performing magic on TV. He was making the Statue of Liberty disappear. It was actually our neighbor across the street was like, oh, you got to come watch this guy. And we went and we saw the video and everybody was so excited about it. I'm like, that's cool. That's what I want to be. He had a cool leather jacket. He had like supermodels next to him. You know, he looked so cool and awesome. He was doing such crazy things. And I guess the, the electricity, the excitement everybody had about watching this guy and what he was doing. It's like, oh, I want to be that guy. So then I went to the library. He talked about reading books to learn how to do magic. So I got into you know, reading books and... Just got fascinated from there, watching it and reading about it, reading about the history of magic, which is crazy. There's all these crazy, you know, there's like P.T. Barnum showman kind of guys. Mm. Interesting early marketers. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. The, the idea of, of magic is marketing to some degree. So yeah. how are you right. able to translate the magician side of, of your art and your artistry um, into actually like, you know, how does that relate to business? So I, I guess the answer uh, okay. the question is. Oh, good question again, how it relates to my business. I feel like the same excitement that I create with my magic tricks, I, I feed that into my, my business. Like if I'm not excited about when I'm talking to somebody about my magic show or anything that you're really selling somebody, I even I used to have a direct sales job when I first came out of college. I was a theater arts major, so I didn't really have much opportunities for you know, getting into a big corporate job. Mm -hmm. So I was walking around door to door, um, but I was on a Pizza Hut coupon sheet that we were selling for money, which I was like, who the hell's gonna buy coupons for money? But I had to be excited about it. I had to be like, do you guys like pizza? You know, and, and get excited about it and get excited about talking to them and getting to know them. Or they weren't going to buy this stupid coupon sheet for money. Why would I pay for money for coupons? So that same excitement that I have for my magic show, it's the same thing when I'm talking to somebody about booking a magic show. You know, I have to be excited about it and share that excitement with them to get that feeling of excitement just from talking to me on the phone and how passionate I am about magic. They're like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. Like, yeah, and you're going to see your kids' eyes light up and they're going to be laughing their heads off. And I guarantee it's going to be awesome. Everything to be ooh and an ah, and so I think it's kind of it's the same feeling, like you said, the magic trick. It's the same excitement you want to create for your your audience to get them to to book you. Mm. So, was there a moment in time when you that you could remember when you were doing maybe like a trick, or maybe when you were doing uh, just entertaining that you knew that you're onto something that you know this is something that I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah, definitely what was a huge thing for me was when I started out in magic, I started out part-time, I was doing a restaurant gig. You just get paid by the restaurant to go in and entertain people for two or three hours. And the first year I was terrible. I was awful. Like any entrepreneur, you start out a new business, a new endeavor, you know, I wasn't good talking to people at all. But I got excited when it went well, when you got those huge reactions, people loved you. And all of a sudden from, you know, five minutes ago, I was a complete stranger and now five minutes later, it's almost like we're best friends. We're old friends like, oh, you're awesome. You're amazing. Woo! They're going to be high fives. You know, they want to hug you. Whatever. Like they just love you so much. And you're like, dude, you hardly knew me five minutes ago. I was a complete stranger. I walked up to your table and you were like, who's this guy? What is he doing? Why, why is he 
it's a weirdo off the street, and now they love you. So that's that's why when I got to see the impact I can have as a magician, it got me excited to keep doing it. That's cool. Um, so when in your in your bio mm -hmm. you're talking about how uh, business professionals need to communicate better uh, with uh, to their customers so they could fully understand mm -hmm. the full value of yeah. what your business offers. Um, can you speak that out a little bit more? Like, how can uh, we fully understand uh, our business and what we offer? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Um, and I thought I knew my business pretty well. You know, it seems pretty simple. Oh, he does magic shows. He does magic tricks. You just tell people. But I can't just sit there and describe a trick that I do. It won't make any sense, you know, just saying, like, oh, I do this, then I do that. And this happens if people really like it and they clap a lot. And it's not. What I learned a lot from was listening to other people and just asking good questions. I kind of call them like my ninja questions because I feel like a ninja, you're going to go in and get exactly what you need, get out, you know, get the job done. Like a, a big question I ask people now that's been huge uh, is just, why do you want a magic show for your party? Mm. And that seems like a weird question to ask somebody if they're calling you to book a magic show. Like, why would you ask them, why do you want this? But it kind of lets them know their level of interest because they could say, well, we just want something to keep the kids busy. Or on the other end of the spectrum, it's like, oh, my son loves magic. We watch YouTube videos. He watches America's Got Talent. He just wants to do little magic tricks all the time. So now it's a very different conversation between, you know, oh, we just want something to keep the kids' attention, engage them for a little bit. Well, maybe magic's not really what you want. You know, maybe whatever product or service you have, it's not exactly the high-end version of what they want. Maybe they want something lower end or even totally different, but they think this might be like something they want. You know, I don't know. No, that's interesting. So, um when you're going around and you're talking to people, I, I do feel as if that um, for entertainment and parties, a magician and, and that type of entertainment is a, yeah. is a must, especially for, for young adults. Do you feel as if that um, corporate entities need to be uh, honing in on their, their inner child, so to speak? Um, or do you feel as if that uh, like the entertainment industry is more so suited for kids? Uh, is there a need? Is there a want for, for adults? Oh, definitely. No, definitely. I would say kind of even more so for corporate. I remember I did a sales meeting one time with this company um, and they were just bored to tears. You could tell because as soon as I came in to do my formal show, they were really excited about it. They were really just watching everything I was doing. And I kind of did what I love doing. As I say, this is kind of like a conversation. You know, if you guys have a comment, you think would add to it. I asked the company, do you have any characters you think would be great? To bring up on stage they might have some byplay with me might play with me a little bit and it at the end i got a standing ovation it was one of the times where i felt like a rock star <laughs> and i think because they were just bored to tears they're probably watching powerpoint slides about their sales figures or whatever and then they're like oh this guy's gonna come and entertain us with some magic so i think for kids everything's magic you know kids have movies on tv or toys and they just like my son he is so imaginative and as adults, I think sometimes we lose that. We get so busy in the corporate world or in our business, you know, we don't have that fun anymore, that excitement that you need to bring that back in. And it yeah. should be every day. You should find a way to infuse that every day, you know? Yeah, yeah. no, that's very true. Um, uh, do you think there there are, are ways to to cope that, to, to fix that? Because, I mean, you're spot on. I mean, a lot of people just lose themselves and then they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, they think back to themselves. When I was a kid, uh, I saw this. And when I was a kid, I did that. And um, you, do you, do you feel, or like, have you physically seen, um, just the, the ability where people are just losing their imagination? Like, have I seen it firsthand people that don't have much imagination? Or... Yeah. Or like, have you seen yeah. it like in the corporate world? Have you seen the fact that they, they didn't have that, uh, that imagination going in, but because you've been able to talk to them and sit down with them for a little bit and just 
you know, communicate with them that now their imagination has now come back full circle? I think, I don't know, I think they all have some imagination and some capacity. Obviously, we have fun on our time off. You know, you go home and you drink wine and you watch movies and you laugh with your kids. You do all this fun stuff. I just think we don't always infuse it into the business. So sometimes you see a lack of imagination maybe in the way they're describing their business. And they might be like, well, we're an accountant firm, so we can't be all crazy like you who's an entertainment agency about describing what we do. But it's like we just don't get people excited in some way. Like, oh, hey, I'm going to save you money. Aren't you excited about that? Would you like to have more money at the end of the month? Well, heck yeah, I'd love to do that. You know, and finding a way to articulate that in kind of a engaging way. Mm, okay. So I think that's that's important. Yeah. So maybe on the business side of it. Yeah. So um, on the business side, there's uh, being blind in business is always something that is um, we all get lost at some point in time in business and, okay. and in life. So I guess my question to you is, was there a particular time in business that you felt lost, that you felt blind? And how did you overcome that blindness in business and what were the results because of it? No, definitely all the time, I think. I think if you don't feel blind in business every day, you're probably not doing a good job at your business and keeping on top of things. If you act like you know everything and you can do everything and you are everything in it. That's one of the things actually, I, I almost think is a great thing to talk about with your customers is to talk about what you can't do. You know, because I think it points to what you're good at. Like for example, if somebody wants to book me for a magic show and they ask me about face painting, which my wife Alona does, and I can say, you know what, I don't do that at all. I'm not good at that. And if they want an all-in, you know, magician face painter solution, I'm like, nobody really does that. You know, because if you find somebody who does, they're probably not really good at face painting. Or maybe they're not that good at magic. You know, it's a face painter who does a couple of magic tricks. But if you want a really awesome magician, that's what I do. That's what I'm awesome at. You know, and I show them all the reviews in social media. I, um, you know, here's the videos you can see firsthand, people laughing and smiling at my magic show, because that's what I focus on. And I think it's important to articulate that and not be afraid to say what you can't do. Because also on the back end, once they experience your service, you're going to get a great review. It's going to get a bad review or losing a customer. You know? You're know, you going to get that good PR out there because you did exactly what you said you could do. Mm. So I think that's important. So what are some ways that um, obtaining your, your first 100 customers mm -hmm. is easily one of the hardest things to do in business? Um, and, and being that your business is very personal, very relationship oriented, what are some ways yeah. that, that you are either or you have achieved or you are achieving your, your first 100 customers? No, I think that the best way to achieve your first 100 customers is go out there and talk to people face to face. I know when I started out, retirement communities were a huge thing for me. It's a lower end market. But it's local based. It's on the weekdays when I'm not busy doing private parties or corporate events on the weekends. So it wasn't interfering with my other bookings. And the best way to do it, yeah, was to literally just to call them up, the ones in my area, get you know, a list together online and say, hey, can I come out and do like a 10 minute demo for you? I meet you face to face, do a little bit of magic for the residents. You can see firsthand all the fun they're going to have, all the amazement. So I, th I think you need that personal connection, especially in our digital world where everything's emails and wonderful things like this podcast which is, I think, one of the closest things to a personal face-to-face -face connection where you can see a video and hear the person and see them, the way they talk, the way they act. You know, so my video demo has been a huge thing to sell my shows, but many of my first 100 customers was just those retirement communities and getting out there and doing tricks for them right up front and then say, hey, do you want to book the full show? 
That's interesting. That's interesting that you say that like the video reel and and showing people that are happy that have yeah. been a part of your your journey. Um, you know, is there anything that that you think that um, that has worked really well? Whether it's the video piece, the personal piece uh, of those marketing channels, Do you, could you speak to a little that one? What has kind of like won the sale, so to speak? It's been a combination, I think, of two main things. You know, I mean, obviously, there's the overall branding which is your values and you know, your mission and all that stuff. But it's been the phone sales, the phone calls when I mm. talk to somebody over the phone and it's been the video because mm. there's been some people that have just seen my video demo and it's very specific. It's very, very laser focused on the major benefits, but it all comes, it all stems, even my branding stems out of phone conversations with leads, you know, because that's my market research. I talk to people on the phone and I say, why'd you think of a magic show? And then they say, well, I want to keep the kids' attention for 45 minutes. So now what do I put when I talk on the phone to somebody? Or now when I put in my video, what do I put as the key point? I mentioned that I keep the kids' attention. And I show how they keep their attention. They're all watching. They're leaning in really closely to watch my show because that's what the parents care about. Mm. So it's been that's what's built all of my marketing has been talking to actual people in that demographic and saying, hey, what's important to you? It's the simplest thing. But I think sometimes you can kind of think in your own head, oh, I probably know what people like or this and that. And you write out what your best idea of what you think they want is, but sometimes what they really want might be a little bit different or their way of articulating it could be different. And if you use those exact keywords that they give you, it's like they're giving you the best marketing. It's like you're the best copywriter in the world mm -hmm. for free just for picking up the phone and talking to somebody. It's great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's so huge. That's an interesting point. So I feel as if that's a trained skill um, mm -hmm. that you have to be able to listen to, to other yeah. people and what they have to say. Um, yeah. Do you think that was something that you just naturally were always gifted with? Or is that um, your ability of just like trial and error and just being in business over time? Yeah, definitely trial and error being in business over time. I remember my first couple of years trying to book birthday party shows, you know, booking just private party shows and being the weirdest guy on the phone. Mm -hmm. You know, people would call me up and they would actually already be a warm lead because they would already be calling me because they're like, oh, we found your you know thing, your ad online. We want to talk to you about a magic show. I call them back. And then I'm discussing my package and what I do and everything. But what the realization for me that was the aha moment, that was a huge moment for me was, it's not about me talking to them and verbal, having verbal throw up on them about how great my show is and this and that. No, oh, I did shows for this huge company and that huge company and blah, 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 blah. That becomes white noise. It's more about them. And the more I focus on them and just say, hey, I'm just gonna ask you a few questions. And now I'm not the salesperson, I'm the advisor. And I'm just like, hey, I have some options for different services I provide people. And I'll tell you more about what I do, but let me see what you want. You know, what's important to you? That's where I ask questions. You know, is this something you want for your child's birthday party? Do you want, you know, to entertain the adults as well as the kids? And then from there, it leads to talking about things that are valuable to them and finding out what's important. Because if it's not important to them, it could be like, oh, I have a bunny rabbit. And some people go, oh, my son loves bunny rabbits. Other people could be like, we could care less. We could take it or leave the bunny. Yeah. So I'm not going to mention the bunny. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's interesting. Important. That's that's good. That's a, that's a, that's a good point. So um, before we move on from business, I do have one final question about business in particular. And uh, is there anyone that you would like to meet to further your business, um, to further your skills as a magician? And, and why would you want to meet them? So skills as a magician or business skills or either? It could be one. two people or maybe they're the same, the same person. It, it, it's up to you. Well, I guess, uh, I guess what got me started in magic was seeing David Copperfield on TV. So it'd be kind of cool to meet him, and he runs a huge business. He's the most successful magician in the world. So it'd be kind of neat to meet him and get to talk to him really about 
uh, business, you know, how he runs things and how he keeps on top of it all. So that'd be, that'd be cool. Very cool. Uh, so some personal questions now, if that's okay with you. Uh, not, yeah. We won't get too personal, sure. so don't worry t uh, about that. But okay. uh, successful entrepreneurs, uh, what I found and what I've done in, in research is that every entrepreneur uh, and successful entrepreneur has a particular set of habits that they do. Uh, okay. So what are some habits that have helped you uh, become more efficient throughout your day? Uh, definitely a big habit that's helped me to be efficient is kind of making a time schedule so you know when you're in the office, when you're not in the office, and keeping a regular day because I work from home and there's all kinds of things happening. My family, my mom lives here. You know, my wife comes home at different times. There's kids running in and out of the house. Mm -hmm. So you really have to know, like, okay, I'm in the office. I close the door. This is my office time. And going through the emails, I do what I call check my buckets, you know, all those areas where I'm going to gather leads. We have different profiles online that I go and check. Uh, my voicemail, uh, emails that come in organically through a through our website. So that's always the first thing in the morning when I go in, once I get settled and I have my breakfast, I check all those things to see, okay, what leads are coming in, who should I answer back? And then I go from there. Hmm. So that helps, having that set time frame and that set kind of procedure of, okay, check the voicemail first. Because if somebody who called me, they're a little more high priority. They actually took the effort to pick up a phone and call me. Mm -hmm. Or is it somebody who just emailed me? Or is it just a random lead that came in through this registry that went out to 10 other people? So maybe they don't want me. They just want somebody, you know, yeah. kind of working down the priority line that way. Yeah, yeah very true. Interesting. So my, my last major question is the Blind Entrepreneur, the podcast was created for individuals who may be temporarily blind in business. Um, similar to how I'm about to be blind right now in the sun. <laughs> um, but uh, so to those individuals who may be temporarily blind uh, and cannot see the obvious, uh, they're stuck in a headspace, um, what are three pieces of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur? I think one huge piece of advice, the main one I would say is, now what I look at in my business is not about what I can get or how much money I can charge somebody or, you know, it's more about what I can give. I try to really think, and that's in the back of my mind every day, like, what can I give? How can I help this person out? Like either people on your, on your podcast or someone I'm talking to on the phone, it's like, how can I really help this person? And maybe it's not going with my service. Maybe I'm telling them like, well, hey, for your budget or what you're doing with the 10 kids, here's what might help you. Go this direction or go that direction. So I think if you just focus from that viewpoint of how you, can, you help somebody, those opportunities are going to present themselves. Well, people are going to want to go, wow, he's a nice guy. He's trying to help me out. I'm going to help him out. Maybe they won't book you, but maybe somebody else you know will book you. Well, they'll use your service or product. Mm -hmm. You know, So if you look on helping people, and then they trust you more because you're being honest with them. You're not just trying to sell them on something quick and slick. You're actually helping. And another two pieces... I think would be, yeah, to have a process, like you were saying about habits. You said all good entrepreneurs have habits. You definitely need to cultivate those habits of that regular process. Because I know, it's like I used to do, when I was doing the retirement communities, I still had to compile that list. I still had to go to cold call people, send a postcard out, follow up to the call, just to get that appointment for 10 minutes to go in for, for nothing, for no money, to demonstrate what I could do. I had to do all that stuff. But I knew along that process that eventually it would pay off. You know, and I ended up working like 35 places more than once in a year, which is huge. That's a lot of places. And the last thing would be, last piece of advice is get a mentor. Find somebody who's already done what you want to do. So when you have the, the rough time, the slow start of getting your first 100 customers, you have somebody who can be there with you to say, hey, this is normal. You're doing okay. You're doing good. You're on the right track. Instead of just going, oh, my God, everything's going wrong. Nobody wants to hire me. Oh. So I think that that's it. 
Very good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Very good. Uh, Michael, it's been an absolute honor. Uh, and I, I can say that uh, you successfully completed the podcast. So congratulations okay. to you. Um, the next 30 seconds, and I'm sure it's a little bit beyond 30 seconds because we talked beforehand and I'm really excited. Uh, as you know, I'm a huge fan of magic. So, um, you know, would love to get, and I, uh, would love to be, you, sh- you, you are going to be the official first person ever to do a magic trick live on air. Uh, so excited to, to see what you have in store for us. So, uh, go right ahead. And as soon as you're done, um, just tell us how they can, how we can find more about you, how we can uh, learn more about your journey and, uh, potentially even hire you to come out to our next corporate event. Awesome. That sounds wonderful. It's fantastic. I do trade shows too. Um, (laughs) the magic I wanted to share with you guys, share with you today, Jonathan, can you see that? Absolutely. I don't normally do magic via Skype, so this is going to be a little different thing for me as well. <laughs> uh, this is actually this is real U.S. currency, and it doesn't have any glue or any tape. It is one seamless piece. Maybe next time I see it in person, I can let me show you. And I, I'm going to show it to you when I when I do the little thing here. But I think this is a kind of a cool little visual metaphor for even communicating with somebody, because it, at first it's kind of a puzzle. You don't know really what they want. Maybe they don't know what it is you do best to get full value out of what you have to offer. So it's, it's kind of starting out with this kind of weird thing that's complex. Like people are complex. There's more than just one side of them, right? Like as well as two sides. And you get a layer of understanding. You get closer together when you begin to ask those good questions. Like why did you think of a magic show? Why did you think of my product or service? All right? So you go from confusion, a little more understanding. And then you do stuff like you say, what you can't do. So they really realize what you can do and how awesome you say you are is true because you say where you're not so awesome. You know, but you point out the awesome stuff more often, of course. And eventually you focus on what you can give, which is my always my big thing here. Mm-hmm. So I hope to give you a little bit of a surprise here. So you go from confusion, all these layer of, layers of understanding. You take what was complex, and when you fully understand each other, it seems almost like magic. Love it. You got full clarity, and uh, you understand them fully. They understand you fully, and you have nothing, nothing left to hide. <laughs> there you go. Love it, man. Tell us a little bit more about how we can uh, learn more about your organization, uh, how we could follow you, uh, and and uh, hire you uh, for your business. Awesome, wonderful. So you can always go to amazingmomentsagency.com. That is the hub for our entertainment world. We have all kinds of. I myself, of course, doing the magic, strolling a cocktail hour up close with people, like you see David Blaine do on TV, or doing like the America's Got Talent, big, you know, formal kind of shows for everybody, bringing your employees in, getting them to be the stars in the show, and it's a great priceless moments for years later to remember. Uh, we also do family events, you know, birthdays from four to 10 years old, communions, and uh, balloon twisters, face painters. My wife is an amazing face painter and balloon twister and artist as well. Her artwork is available. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can find us at amazingmomentsagency.com and also on Facebook. See what all people are saying about us and hope we can help make some fun and excitement for your next big event. <laughs>
Very cool. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you for uh, those that are still watching and listening for always liking, commenting, and subscribing. Uh, head over to the podcast uh, on YouTube and hit the subscribe button. That would be awesome. If you're watching, hopefully, I don't know exactly what side, but it'll probably be over here. Hit the subscribe button uh, and also head over to theblindentrepreneur.com for more interviews. Being blind in, in business is temporary, and I hope after listening to the wisdom of Michael today, uh, you are now able to see more clearly. Go out there and execute your vision. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for watching this video. Don't forget to follow me on any and all social media platforms using the long last name above, followed by the letter J. If you want to get lost into the dark abyss of YouTube, click either left or right for another video. And finally, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. No, seriously, don't forget.